We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. That was, that was just a full start. All good. So to Knicks Nation. Monday Night Knicks, CP from Knicks Fan TV checking in. Another edition of the NBA Draft Q&A. And tonight's show, we're going to focus a bit on the point guard crop. That is where a lot would consider the depth is in this draft. So joining me tonight to talk about it, he's the director of scouting for Babcock Hoops. He goes by the name of Derek Murray. Derek, how you doing tonight, man? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, I'm great, CP. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, always followed your work. Um, you know, Knicks fans, great community out there. So I appreciate you having me on to talk about the draft. Y'all got three good picks and uh, should be a really strong, uh, strong year for you guys. Hey, we got to make sure we hit, man. Got to make sure we hit very pivotal draft for the Knicks and the new regime. So uh, let, let's get into it because you guys did release uh, a new mock draft as well. So I definitely want to touch on that. But um, from your perspective, when you evaluate this, this point guard crop, who, who would you say is in your top five? Yeah, so this year's point guard class is so heavy. I mean, you're going to have guys in the top uh, all the way to the back end of the second round of NBA point guards. But the five that stand out for me are I have Killian Hayes at number one, LaBello Ball at number two, Kyra Lewis Jr. at number three, Tyrese Halliburton at number four, and Malachi Flynn of San Diego State at number five. Interesting. You, you know, you're the second straight guest. My last week's guest, uh, Rafael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, had Hayes over LaMelo and, and was ready to stand on that platform. What's your reasoning for putting Hayes at the top? And, and what do you see in terms of him versus LaMelo there for the top slot? So I think it's really cool that Rafael had him up there too. Uh, you know, follow NBA Draft Junkies work. Shout out to him and his stuff. So Hayes, one of the reasons I really like him is that as you watch him grow up, progressive growth year to year. There is tangible improvement that you can see on the court just season after season. Um, one of the things for me is he's really developing as a shooter, both as a step back, a pull-up shooter, and he's just smooth in everything he does. You know, people say he's left-hand dominant, but 
you don't necessarily hear a negative thing about a guy being right hand dominant. You know, for some reason right. you want to slam on the left handed yeah. kid. So what's up and with I the lefties, man? I'm a lefty myself, man. They say they're the smartest people in the world, so I trust them. Oh, I lost Matt. I lost Derek. Right. Then he must be a I really like Hayes. Um, you know, big kid, six foot five, strong, incredibly smart. You know, he doesn't have blazing speed like a guy like Lewis does, but what he does is he changes speeds really well, changes directions. Um, really good footwork coming in and out of his shot. And I just think that, you know, if you want to invest in a young guy that has already shown he can improve over time, I'm willing to bet on Killian Hayes. You said you're not too concerned with, uh, you know, his ability to be ambidextrous out there or use the right hand uh, at an effective pace. Um, what do you feel like is the biggest hole based on the film that you watched? I think his ability to elevate in traffic. Uh, I think could hold him back a little bit. You know, he gets to the lane uh, at a decent rate because of his ability to change speeds and mm -hmm. kind of manipulate the defense, but doesn't have great explosiveness or verticality in the lane. Um, while I do think he can improve as a right-handed passer, I worry about him being able to finish with his right hand at the, at the rim right now. So, you know, explosiveness kind of working on the power in his lower body and then finishing at the rim with either hand are the two things that I would work on for him. Now, in your latest uh, mock draft, similar to to the the um, past previous week's mock draft, you have Cor Coral going at eight. But let's say, um, you know, let, let's say Detroit takes Halliburton at seven, because I do think Detroit is going to go point guard. So let's say they do go Halliburton at seven or they, they find a way to get up to two with Golden State and, and take ball. You have Hayes there and you have Kira Lewis, who's another player that Knicks fans love who's third in your top five. You have the Knicks who have R.J. Barrett, who have Mitchell Robinson there. Hayes, Lewis, who, who would get the edge for the Knicks, in your opinion? I would ultimately take Hayes, and I like Kyra Lewis as much as anybody out there. Uh, I think he's a lottery pick, in my opinion, because of his speed and ability to put pressure on the defense. But if they're both available, I would take Hayes. Hmm. Um, that Pistons pick is going to be really important, just like you Pivot. said. You know, Charlotte looks like a team that would take a guard. Minnesota can go a handful of directions. And, you know, Cleveland, they've taken enough guards in the few, in the past that, you know, I don't know if they want to bring in another one, maybe admit that they've missed or if they're just, <laughs> yeah. you know, and maybe they have, maybe they haven't. You know, it's, I like, I want to give a guy three to four years before we really say that there was a miss for anybody. So they could take another guard. Um, I think that they should go like a power forward of some capacity. So that Pistons pick is going to be really interesting. And I think you're going to have your pick of, you know, Hayes, Lewis, Halliburton. Um, I think that'll become a discussion for, for the Knicks there at eight. Absolutely, man. And, you know, when I look at these two, um, I certainly love Hayes, you know, for all the reasons that that you um, gave uh, just now. But the, Lewis is so intriguing, man. The speed is, is the thing that obviously jumps out at you immediately. Um, how about the fact that he, he his agent claims that he put on 15 pounds? Does that sway your opinion a little bit on Lewis? Or what, what do you think about that? Because I was already high on him, I won't <laughs> say that it swayed my opinion. Um I think we've seen a lot of things or a lot of reports come out about people putting on weight during the quarantine as far as draft prospects. To a certain extent, that is my expectations. You know, you you have had five right. months to better yourself. I hope that you have put on muscle during this time. I hope that you have not just been sitting there, you know, waiting for this thing to go by. And, you know, we have to do what we have to do to protect ourselves and our family and our loved ones. But if you have the ability to work out, continue to get better at your craft, I expect you to be a little bit bigger. That's just if you want to be an NBA player, that's where my mind goes. 
So you see Tyrell Terry putting on 15, 20 pounds. Reports of Lewis putting on 15 pounds. Um, it doesn't necessarily make anybody rise or fall on my board because I'm already high on him, but I do definitely like that because when you have a guy listed at 165 who wants to attack the lane, it does become a bit of a question. You know, I, I get into um, these debates with some Knicks fans, especially when it, with regards to this year's draft. Some feel like the the quality of the of the the crop isn't that great. Some feel like you know they we don't necessarily need to go point guard, just go best player available. Me personally, I feel like whether it's at eight or whether it's further down in the draft, I do think that they need to kick the tires on bringing in a, a potential point guard. It's like a football team bringing in a quarterback, right? You don't necessarily know what you're going to get unless he's like, you know, creep creme de la creme, you know, top five prospect. But I think they do need to start the process of developing a, a homegrown point guard. The guys that we've had previously just have not been getting the job done. I don't think Frank Nielkeeter is going to be uh, a point guard or at least a starting point guard on this team. They've had Dennis Smith Jr. here for about two and a half years. He's been uh, ineffective. Alfred Payton, not a starting caliber point guard, in my opinion. Those three finished in the bottom third in the league in pick and roll uh, ball handling statistics. Nixon transition buckets, dead last in the league. Nixon in the pick and roll period, dead last in the league. So when I look at Killian, when I look at Kira Lewis, I see two guys that can immediately help the Knicks improve in those key areas because their offense is just completely dead. Yeah. And I think the pick and roll, like you said, like it's such an important part in today's game that if you don't have a point guard that, you know, even if he doesn't dominate it, at least carry a significant enough load of your pick and roll creation and put pressure on the rim or even create for others. Like, you know, he doesn't have to necessarily get to the rim or hit a step or a pull up three by himself every single time, but just create points out of it. I think you have to have that. And that's where I think Hayes can be really, really good. Um, you know, Kyra was good at it. He wasn't elite, uh, but I believe in his speed enough that he's going to develop into a point guard that can really put pressure and create problems. Uh, but pick and roll, again, that's where I love a guy like Malachi Flynn. Um, if he's going to fall, I want to say he was you know, 90-something per percentile as a pick and roll ball handler. Just outstanding. Yeah, yeah. let's talk a little bit more about Malachi Flynn because you had a chance to see him um, in Las Vegas last week as well in in uh, in, in player workouts. What, what's your overall thoughts on, on Malachi Flynn and what he can bring to the game? Yeah, went in high on him, uh, came out even higher. Uh, Malachi Flynn, you know, his pick and roll creation, passing and, vis and vision, and just an incredible feel for the game. Like when I was writing my report on him for BabcockHoops.com, I genuinely had problems finding like multiple concerns. Like there, there's just not a lot in his game that he can't do. Uh, he's 6'1", 185. So you could look at positional size as a bit of an issue. Uh, um, defensive switchability may not be there, but he is as focused and as driven as a player as I've seen in quite some time. I mean, the kid just loves basketball. He wants to win. He competes in everything he does in Las Vegas. Um, when he's strapped up, nothing else mattered. Like I'm going to win. I'm going to do the best at what I am about to do. Um, and I'm going to be the best one out here at all times. So I actually absolutely love him as a point guard for somebody. Hey, it seems like he certainly plays with a chip on his shoulder. Um, as you said, the size may be an inhibitor in terms of, you know, point of attack defense and switches and uh, things of that nature. But off ball, he seems like, you know, the, the IQ and overall awareness is there to, uh, to get out there and, and, and affect the game on the defensive end. Yeah, very, very smart. Uh, and again, he just has great feel for the game. Like he understands, you know, the game just comes natural to him. And he's used to playing with a chip on his shoulder. 
um, wasn't highly recruited out of high school, was going to Pacific, you know, after he had some real success as a senior, Washington State came knocking. And, you know, he's always just kind of played with, I'm going to prove myself and prove to others that I belong here. And you can see that in the way he plays and practices as well, which I love. And you guys currently have him going 20 in the latest um, Babcock Hoops mock draft. And that is to the Heat. Oof. Yeah. Oof. It's a Nick it makes, fan. I hate to see the, the Heat getting better, man. But damn. Yeah. And his personality fits exactly what we're seeing in the playoffs. Mm. Like you couldn't, you couldn't build a point guard with a better mindset than Malachi Flynn to go in, in there and uh, play with the Heat. So while eight is clearly a stretch, uh, I do not suggest that. I really like him. If I'm in the Knicks, I would hope and pray that he's there at 27. Uh, but I, it, it wouldn't shock me if, if he didn't get there. Very interesting, man. When, when, you, when you're when watching film on these guys, right, you have a Flynn, you have a Kira Lewis uh, who went to Alabama, you have a Flynn at San Diego State. Um, we'll, we'll get to Cole Anthony in a second, but how do you, you know, what are the, the other categories categories that you look at to evaluate these guys this is the school that they went to the system that they played in the competition that they played against you know how does how does a Flynn dip below a Lewis in your opinion um if the skill sets are are you know equal or or similar range right and that's a great question and it's something that teams uh front offices and anybody who evaluates basketball has to take into consideration you know I'm a firm believer that if you put a Kentucky jersey on Lewis He's getting top 10 hype everywhere. So I think that going to Alabama, I'm not going to say it hurt him, but I think it it may not give him the respect that if he had the jersey of a blue blood on uh, that, you know, he could be getting a little bit more respect as a, as an elite uh, prospect in this year's class. You know, it comes to Flynn, San Diego state. Yes. There were some games you look at competition and, you know, it's not great competition. He's playing against guys that he's clearly better than the entire San Diego state team is better than And that's where it's important for context because context is everything. That's why you need to get out if you can into workouts in the pre-draft process. Uh, You've got to see these guys compete against guys at their level, other potential NBA draft picks. And that's why it's so important. On the other hand, there are some guys that no matter who they're playing against, you just know that they have it. Right. Uh, You know, before we started here, I brought up Pokusevsky. You know, he's playing in some, terrible basketball overseas Mm. but he what he does there's no question that he's good enough and worth a selection no matter what his competition is so while there is importance in the context of these guys you know Flynn is one that when you see him play when you get to know him when you talk to him you interview these guys you get a feel for who they are as competitors I don't care where they played now another guard in this crop in the latest Babcock hoops uh mock draft who's taking a dip but to the Knicks at 27 is one Cole Anthony. Um, one, how did you guys factor, you know, what, what did you factor in to, to drop him down to 27? And what, what do you think about his his fit with the Knicks, with uh, the, the current young core that they have? So we looked for a point guard here at 27 because for those who haven't seen the mock, I believe you have it scrolling here on the screen, but we took Isaac Okoro at eight to mm-hmm. the Knicks because at that point we believe that he's the best player available. Hayes is off the board here to Detroit. So at 27, we're looking for a point guard, and he's the best guard we have available at that given time. Um, There's so much that goes into this mock draft that we do. It's our personal opinions as evaluators. It's phone calls we're making. It's intel that we're gathering, and, you know, we share this information with teams. And 
there's been some negative intel that we've gathered uh, regarding Cole. So that's why compared to the consensus, we're lower than him. You know, he's incredibly talented. I think he'll be able to drive an offense. Um, I believe talent alone, he's a mid first round pick, uh, but the combination of a few different things, you know, including basketball, um, ourselves and teams, we find ourselves on the lower end and that's where we put him in 27. Um, Skill set wise, you know, that there, there's a lot of naysayers based on, you know, the, the, the team that he played with at UNC, um, his lack of court vision, bad finishing numbers, the injuries, so on and so forth. How did you factor all that in into your evaluation as well? So when I evaluate a guy, I'm looking at what he does regardless of result. And, you know, there have been a lot of people to not pull Anthony for his assist numbers or assist percentage. And, you know, he couldn't pass or create this or, you know, I'm not going to hold that against him. The spacing in North Carolina didn't help. His, some of his teammates that he was kicking to, you know, didn't necessarily help that situation. So them not hitting shots is unfair. It's unfair to knock him for that. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I think he can score on the inside and the outside. He can pressure opposing defenses. Um, I worry about his length a little bit. He is athletic. He's not incredibly explosive. Uh, so in traffic, he plays below the rim quite a bit. So there are hesitations. But again, I'm not going to hold some of North Carolina's team struggles against Cole as a prospect. Interesting. Also on this list, um, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, another guy that is polarizing to this Knicks fan base. You have him fourth on your list. You have him, you have him fourth on, on your list, right? I have him fourth, fourth in the point guards, and we have him 14th on our mock. What, what do you think about his ability to be a floor general? At the next level, a point guard run, one running run, running an offense. What do, what do you think about that? I think running an offense, you know, using the term floor general, I think he can be great. He is one of the smartest kids in this class, uh, incredibly skilled passer, sees the floor very well. Uh, he's a legitimate 6'5", tall kid, long arms. As far as making the right decisions, creating for others, I think he can do that. It's driving an offense. Can you penetrate the lane? And that's just where I have some concerns. Just with his physicality, you know, he's pretty light, um, you know, 6'5", 175. I'd like to see him put a little bit of weight on. But as a point guard or even, you know, if you put him with another guard who's good on and off the ball, you know, his shooting ability is unquestioned. You know, even with the funky release, like he's going to hit his shots. So I think if you pair him next to another combo guard, I think you've got to steal. Um, I just have a couple hesitations as far as, is this guy my true one for the future with driving and penetrating and that style of offense? Yeah, I think that's that's my main hesitation with him as well. And and it, the uh, the knocks on him, or if you want to call it that, because I, I still think he brings he can bring a lot to the game. But yeah. I think it's been pretty consistent. You know, a, a lot of people said he, he needs to be in the backcourt with another facilitator in, in kind of like a two guard system. Um, the the lack of paint touches at, at the college level. Um, the, the, the small number of free throw attempts as well at the college level is really something that was alarming to me. You know, when, when Tom Thibodeau has spoken about the, the ideal system that he wants to run with the Knicks, it seems like he, he wants a guard that can, you know, attack that paint, get into the defense, get into the teeth of the defense, collapse the defense and get easy corner threes. Um, based on what I've seen from Halliburton just doesn't seem like, he can be that guy. It doesn't necessarily mean to me that he, he would be a bad fit for the Knicks. It just means that I'm not sure, you know, they put him on that team with RJ in the backcourt. It seems to me like they would still need another point guard um, to, to really get things going for that team. 
Right. And, you know, a lot of scoring in the NBA playoffs this year has come off attacking closeouts. Right. Like, can you get a deep, can you get the entire defense shifting its weight across the floor? And to do that, you have to have somebody to penetrate the lane. And that, in that small window, again, it can make a huge difference, even though it might only be one skill, is where I give Lewis the edge here in my rankings. Yeah. I, I love him on Golden State. Definitely love him on Golden yep. State. I think he'd be perfect on that team. I'm very interested to see where they go with that two pick, whether they trade down and try to get him. Uh, they've said that they've liked Denny Abdia as well. We'll see, you know, if that if that's smoke or if that's real. But, you know, Golden State, Atlanta, th- those are two teams that, that I like Halliburton for. Knicks, you know, again, I wouldn't hate it because, again, you, you know, a guy that can shoot the way he does from catch and shoot from three um, and defend as well, that there's always a role for him. You know, I, right. I think if, he's a safe pick. If you have a world where, let's say, Charlotte takes LaMelo, point guard gone, and then Detroit gets Hayes, and let's say Cleveland does reach and take Lewis, or there's a combination where at number eight, Halliburton is the last point guard on the board. Uh, at that point, it makes total sense. Like, go ahead and get your guy. Because honestly, if RJ can learn to penetrate and get better at driving, the 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 kick to Halliburton yeah. becomes an incredible play because right. I trust him to hit that shot. So in that aspect, it could actually work really nicely for New York. Yeah, I agree. I, I just wonder how much responsibility they'll give RJ um, right. in that role. You know, how much will they give him in that role? It definitely will be interesting to see. Now, Hal Burton has said that he's interviewed with the Knicks, the Warriors, and uh, one other team, and I think Detroit. I think those are the only three teams that he's mm-hmm. met with so far. Um, but we know that there, there's been cases in the draft where teams don't meet with the player and still pick him anyway. So yep. who knows with, with this cat and mouse, mouse game what, what's real and, and, uh, and what's not. Um, so to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. CP from Knicks Fan TV checking in. Derek Murray, the director of scouting for Babcock Hoops on the other side. Let's go to the phones and take a question. Um, Justin from Baltimore wants to talk about another guy I want to talk about, Tyrell Terry. Justin, what's going on, man? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing, man? How you feeling? Um, my main thing is, y'all say you got to have a, um, a pick and roll guy. Yeah, his his percentage is pretty high. Good shooter, he's nineteen. Isn't the fastest you can get him at twenty seven. Oh, we fall to eight. You got a screen guy. You got a guy that can do pick and pops as well. With a guy that can shoot and bring more range to the team. I just thought those two guys would be a hit. And I already pitched the idea to Tyrell on, on Instagram. And he liked it, so he can go from there. <laughs> Justin from Baltimore scouting. And marketing for the squad, I, I like it. Um, Derek, what, what's your thoughts on Tyrell Terry, man? They said they said he he's uh, he's grown two inches, six three in shoes, according to Tyrell Terry, and put on twenty pounds of muscle. What, what do you think about that? So Tyrell Terry in our mock goes twenty nine to the Raptors. Uh, Justin, he was absolutely discussed at pick twenty seven. Mm-hmm. I think it could make a lot of sense. Um, one of the best shooters in this class. Just bona fide NBA range, not worried about him shooting the ball. Um, when I read that he had grown two inches and put on 20 pounds, you know, of course, like everything, I, I go in skeptical. You're going to have to prove it to me. Uh, I hit up his agent, talked to his agent for a while, got some pictures, got some videos, had another buddy go in there, go in there to watch a workout. It's legit. Kid's bigger. Mm. Kid has put on some really, really good weight. And for me, that moves him from an early second to a late first pick. Uh, I do worry about some physicality on his end. Um, 
you know, he's still probably on the small end and on defense. His point of attack, I don't necessarily trust. Mm. He's very, very smart. Just and there's a brilliant kid. So off ball, his feel, his IQ, he's going to be able to make an impact on defense, whether it's stunts, tags, digs. Like he's gonna, he does what you have to do, and he's willing to do those things. So I bumped him into the top of the or the uh, back of the first round. I think if he's there at 27, he's absolutely worth a look because as a pick and roll guy, he's not an elite passer. He's a good one. Uh, again, he's so smart, can pull up off the dribble. And I am buying Terry more and more as we move forward. Interesting. And, and I'm sure Knicks fans would love to hear that. Uh, yeah. As a playmaker, what do you think he'll, he'll need to do to, to improve? Uh, the, the explosiveness in his lower body. Mm. So he actually led all prospects this year in most blocked shots at the rim. He had mm. some real trouble getting shots off in traffic. Okay. And, you know, that was something I actually was another player that I wrote a big piece on on BabcockHoops.com. If you want to check it out, I have a Terry piece up. Mm. Uh, was written, disclaimer, before he put on the weight and grew. So <laughs> keep that in mind when you read it. But just get just his explosiveness in traffic. That's that's my big thing for him. Um, it's it's not the ability to score or even drive an offense. It's just kind of the size and explosiveness. But like I said, talk to his agent. He's already addressing that. Again, he's he's still a kid, and he's only going to get bigger. He may only get stronger and quicker. So, uh, the sky's the limit for Terry. Yeah, the, the finishing is certainly an issue, especially for the smaller guards. I mean, I think right. that's that's one of my issues with the Knicks going after a guy like a Fred Van Vliet. It, it was reported earlier today that um, that while they are interested, I think there was earlier rumors that that they were preparing an offer for him north of twenty million dollars, and you know that that's. It's 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 iffy, man. It's iffy with Van Fleet. You know, I I respect his game a lot, um, but again, you know, as a smaller guards, it, it's it's a little bit tough for me to to wrap my head around. And that's the thing too. I mean, if you're going to lure him out of Toronto, you're going to have to max oh, or yeah. near max him. Yeah. And that's something that Nick's front office going to, and a lot of other front offices that need a guard, are really going to have to have an internal discussion about is is he worth a max? And that's that's a tough question. Absolutely, man. Um, back to the phones. Let's go to the Bronx. My guy Max is calling in. Max, how you feeling, man? Yo, what's going on, CP? How you doing? What's going on, man? How, how's everything? Everything's good. Listen, I'm on the Tyrell Terry bandwagon. <laughs> I, I remember I sent you a tweet, right? Mm-hmm. As soon he had like a video on Twitter, and it said like he grew twenty, he gained twenty pounds on two inches, and all that. I was like, all right. So what's the problem now? Now, if, give, let me use this example. In today's NBA, there's no defense played at all. Everybody knows <laughs> that, right? He's going to excel in today's NBA because nobody plays defense. Nobody plays defense. And he's a knockdown shooter, knockdown shooter. When's the last time the Knicks had a knockdown shooter? I can't remember. No right? <laughs> it's wide open. And he's his NBA is wide open. The floor is wide open. He's going to excel in the NBA. He is. Players like him always excel in the NBA. Joe Harris, right? When he was coming out of Virginia, right? I'm like, all right, this guy's not going to last in the league, right? But look at him now. You know what I'm saying? Because you need people like that on the team. You need people that. RJ is a driver. RJ can pass. You tell me um, Terry can't stand in the corner and hit a corner three? Of course he can. Nick's got to really look into him because I'm telling you, his big thing was stress. And his size, those are not a problem no more. That's the main thing with him. That was his whole thing. If he's 6'3 and he gained 20 pounds, what's the problem? None. There's no issue, none. Period. They have to look at him. 
Hey, I would certainly roll the dice at 27, man. We need shooting in the worst way. We we need shooting in the worst way. Like I said, the, the Knicks, the half-court offense is abysmal. Transition offense is abysmal. Pick-and-roll offense is abysmal. We need everything, Derek, man. We, we we need everything. We need five guys that can just play basketball. So, you know, Terry at 27, you know, so sign me up. That's not a problem with me at all. Uh, what was his name, Max? Was Max, that his name? yeah, Max from the Bronx. Okay. Yep. What's up, Max? Hey, appreciate you calling in, man. Hey, I, I promise you the Knicks will look at him. Like that's that's not a that's not a concern. That's not a question. You bring up Joe Harris, man. Joe Harris is six six two twenty five. Like Joe Harris is a big dude, so it's tough to compare a six three in shoes one seventy five to a six six two twenty guy. It's 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 apples and oranges to an extent. And again, if you draft Terry as your point guard, you don't want him just off ball catching shooting. Like that's. That's something that you, if that's the role you need to fill, you take a guy like Isaiah Joe. Uh, if you draft Terry, you intend to use him as a point guard. Right. So like you're saying, the, the height and the weight, like the growth, it obviously clears up a ton of questions. But you have to keep in mind, like when you draft a guy in the first round, there is a specific role that you need to have for him, at least intended in your mind. Um, and if that's a point guard, I'm absolutely buying it. But if it's just the shooting, you know, we'll keep him in the corner. I don't know if you want to do that. Um, but again, Max, like the Knicks are going to look at him. I, when Matt and I worked on, you know, we collaborated on this mock draft together. He is the ultimate decision maker. We kind of act like a team where I help him out, but he makes the call. I absolutely spoke for Terry at 27. So if I'm doing it, I guarantee they're having that conversation. Mm. Now, one of the things I, I was reading in your um, write up on him was um, the live dribble was was sort of an issue for him, you know, kind of picking up his dribble there. Um, what's your take on that in terms of whether he can improve that at the next level? Yeah, and it's something you can ab- absolutely improve. I wouldn't not draft a kid because of his live dribble passing, but when you see when you see somebody often need to come to a stop to make a pass, um, you know, it's not a huge problem, but you start to notice it, and it can become a bit of a concern, and that just comes from quickness. Um, as far as, you know, getting the passes around defenders. It's not – I believe that he sees it because he's so intelligent. But it's why a guy like Lewis is so high for me. Live dribble passing either hand, either direction, all over the floor. Like the speed of the game just I don't think will be an issue for him very quick. Terry may need some time to adjust to the speed of the game with his passing itself. Again, no reason to pass on him. Just something that I noted as hey, if you pick him, you know, this will be a point of emphasis in his development pretty early on. Got it. Got it. Um, let's take some time out to hit a quick re- reset. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're creeping up on 730 in the chat. The chat is rising. We've got a couple late additions coming in, but come on in. Salute to everybody on Facebook. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Once again, this is another edition of the NBA Draft Q&A. CP from Knicks Fan TV. I got my man Derek Murray, the director of scouting for Babcock Hoops. Uh, joining us to drop some gems. Remember, this show is sponsored by Manscaped, the number one men's grooming tool below the belt. Make sure you get yours today. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes with uh, state of the art design, ceramic blades, so you don't get nicked down there. Very important, Derek. Uh, cordless, rechargeable, great battery life, waterproof LED light. So, like I said, fellas, when you guys are stepping out of your quarantine, you guys are going on your date. Make sure you get that lawnmower 3.0 going. Take care of business. You know what I mean? You want to have a good first impression with the ladies. And and uh, don't get caught lacking out there, man. So tonight, if you go to manscaped.com, 
Enter promo code NYX. We'll give you guys uh, 20% off plus free shipping. So don't miss that deal. It's a great deal. People have been calling in. Derek sharing, you know, success stories. I don't really, I don't really want to hear the success stories, but people have been enjoying their uh, lawnmower 3.0 by our good friends at Manscaped. So make sure you guys get yours uh, today. It's a hard sell, man. I'm gonna have to go on there and get one myself. Hey, it's, it's a that's good about product, man. It's about as strong as a pitch. If I, it's, I've, it's, I've it's a heard. good product, man. It's a good product. I wouldn't stay you guys wrong, man. I, I take care of my people in the chat. Make sure everybody's, uh, you know, walking right. So, um, if you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. I see someone, um, Scott Lawson. He says team hashtag new from Melbourne, Australia. So Australia is always heavy in here, man. We got a lot of people from Melbourne, um, always enjoying it. Shout out to uh, Akiva Friedman. He wants to ask Derek about RJ Hampton, um, a potential pick at the point guard spot. What, what's your takes on RJ Hampton and, and his new and improved jumper? Yeah. What was his name who asked the question? Akiva. Akiva, hey, yeah. RJ Hampton, great question. Um, he is one that has probably one of the widest draft ranges in this class. Just an explosive athlete, you know, six foot five. Another guy who could put some muscle onto his frame for sure. But, man, he's got the tools and he's got the skills. He's got the athleticism that you can't teach. Um, I think the important thing to him with or with him is his shot. And a lot of video surfacing of him shooting with Mike Miller, um, shooting coach. I don't want to say, you know, you never want to buy a one-on-zero shooting workout and just dive headfirst on a guy mm-hmm. or make some rash decision as far as a big board or mock draft ranking because of a player. You know, there's a reason you had a player where he was before you saw the video or before you saw the workout. But the stuff from Hampton is is really intriguing. Um, clearly working on a shot. It's a shot that I've actually bought since the beginning. Um, this isn't some like huge thing for me as far as, oh, wow, now I love RJ Hampton. But I think he can become a one or a two guard, um, decent passer. His decision making will have to clean up for sure, can tend to get a, a little bit out of control. But, man, he's got a motor, he's got the speed, he's got the athleticism, he's got the size, and I think he's worth taking. We have him at 15 right now to Orlando. If a team takes him in the back end of the lottery, won't shock me at all. If he falls into the 20s, also won't surprise me. I feel like he's got a pretty wide range, but uh, definitely one that could be on the table for a lot of teams because he gives you some pretty good versatility moving forward at the guard position. Yeah. It's a guy he's coming in highly touted, man. It seems like his, his stock is, is certainly rising. Are mm-hmm. there, um, <clears throat> speaking of Hampton, like, you know, this has been a, a very, um, long time off, uh, usual time off for, for the sport. And in terms of scouting, has anyone's stock particularly changed for you? You know, as you watch some of these guys in person or watch some, have some more time to watch more film, has anybody in particular um, stock risen during this extended time off? Absolutely. So Kyra Lewis is a guy that has benefited in my personal evaluation mm-hmm. uh, the most from this time off. You know, I kind of had him late first, you know, February, March. I knew he was quick. I knew he was fast. He can put pressure on the defense. When you really dive in, especially during this long break, Lewis is a guy who has jumped a lot for me. Flynn is another one that we've really started to love. Um, Zeke Naji from Arizona, uh, just he's he's getting bigger, he's getting stronger, he's growing or he's uh, rising for me as well. And another one, kind of a, an outlier name out there, Jay Scrub, uh, mm-hmm. the JUCO prospect from John Logan Community College. Uh, we got to spend some time with him and his agent in Atlanta. Got to see him work out, run some five on fives. 
scrub is a really fascinating prospect and has uh, risen for us as well. Yeah, Matt, Matt Babcock, founder of Babcock Hoops, when, when he was on, he had some good things to say about Scrub um, from that workout that you guys attended as well. So um, very interesting stuff there. All right, back to the phones. Keith from Brooklyn. What's going on, Keith? How you feeling, man? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, thank you very much, CP. Uh, and um, you guys, uh, Babcock, I, I appreciate you guys. Um, I just had a couple questions regarding – I don't know if you can hear me. Um, can you guys hear me Okay. Yeah, yeah, loud and clear, but if you're on a speakerphone, just take it off speakerphone. Okay. Thanks. Okay, no problem. Thank you. Give me one second. I'm sorry about that, guys. No, I was just asking about Paul Reed uh, from DePaul. Um, and, you know, also uh, Malachi Flynn. What do you think about those two guys in the later rounds, like 27 and 38? For sure. So Flynn, again, Keith, I appreciate the question. Glad you called in. Flynn is a guy I'm all over at 27 for the Knicks if he's there. Uh, absolutely. I got a piece on BabcockHoops.com on him and just saw him recently in Las Vegas. Like I'm all in on the Knicks taking him at 27. Paul Reed is a really interesting one. Long, lanky, bouncy, you know, active all over the floor on both ends. I worry about his mechanics and his shooting quite a bit. That's something for me that uh, comes into question. But I love a guy who can in influence the defense both with blocks and steals. I mean, I'm a big stocks guy. Like, if you can affect defense with your activity and your length, you know, I, I'm a big fan. So him mm -hmm. at 38 is a, absolutely a viable option. Do the Knicks want more power forwards? That's what you got to <laughs> ask yourself. That's not for me to decide. That's for you guys to decide. Um, but the thing is, he would not be your typical power forward. How do you compare him to Robert Woodard? Okay, that, and that's a great question that teams are going to have to have the discussion on. So Woodard is another one that we actually have him at 34 in our updated mock. Uh, 6'7", 230. I've seen, him, I've seen him in person. Big, physical, strong kid. NBA-ready body. And he's not flashy, but he's going to do all the little things right. He was going to be a decent spot-up three-point shooter. A disciplined defender. He'll be able to guard probably, I think he can guard two through four. You know, he's just a strong, physical, athletic kid. Um, I think teams are kind of, you know, teams have a wide range on both of those guys. So there's no way to really predict where they'll go. But at 38 for the Knicks, both of them are worth discussing uh, in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I've been told that uh, that the Knicks do like Woodard. I like his game. And and I think yep. anytime you can get that type of versatility on the defensive end, that's that's a no-brainer, man. Especially, yeah. again, you, you point to the bubble and you see how teams were matching up. Just having that versatility to match up. You know, at the end of the day, obviously, what the Lakers are showing with their size, once you have a dominant big man in Anthony Davis, yeah, you know, you, you're going to get exploited sometimes when you go small. But um, when you see the Rockets, what they did, Boston, Toronto, so being able to go small, Miami being able to go small at times, I think having a guy that can call three positions like that and shoot the three um, as well as he can, I would love that pick later in the draft. Right. It, it, if you look at, I think it was Portland, you know, the last couple of years when they had Mo Harkless and Al Farrakh mm -hmm. those guys got no love from the press. They got no love from the media. Um, pretty much just the fans knew who they were and you know, like your avid basketball fans knew who they were. But they were really good because of their impact, even though they were not the ones in the headlines. You know, I'm a believer that for you to be a contender, you have to have guys like that. When Portland traded away um, Aminu and uh, Harkless, I thought, whoa, like that is going to make a much greater difference 
than people really think after these deals were done. And that is what I see in Robert Woodard. Is He's not going to be the flashy guy, but when he's off the floor, you're going to wish he was on it. Very interesting, man. Um, another guy in the chat, uh, the chat is asking about Isaiah Joe. Uh, he said today that he did meet with the Knicks. What's your thoughts on him? Isaiah Joe is probably my favorite shooter in this whole class. Mm. Uh, ultimate green light, don't ever turn it off. Uh, 6'5", 180. We have him at 31 right now to the Mavericks. Mavericks, yep. Uh, but anywhere in that, uh, quite frankly, the end of the first, early second, I think he makes a ton of sense. Um, played this sophomore year. If you, CP, you might be able to pull it up. His, the, his volume shooting from three, I think he took like seven or eight attempts a game. Had a fractured wrist all year and still went all green light. And I think I want to say it was like 34%. I mean, there are healthy guys who's not going to shoot 34% on that kind of volume. Um, 34% so on 10 a game. 10 a game. 10 a with, game. A, <laughs> with a fractured wrist. I mean, <laughs> a guy who's just wired to shoot that way. I love uh, another guy that at 27, I think if you can get a point guard at eight, Joe becomes a viable option at 27. I do think you need to address a point guard enough. Like it's enough of a factor that with, with one of the picks, you need to do it. Um, and if you do it at eight, you know, 27 for Joe is, is definitely an option because man, just t- give him the ball. If he shoots it, he shoots it. You're probably going to like what happens. I agree. Uh, you have to address it. I, I don't see how they cannot. They have three picks, you know, address the point guard situation. It's a position to need. They need a lot of things. Point guard is one of them. I get into debates with the fans and say, oh, let's just wait for next year. To me, you can't bank on draft picks just like you can't bank on a free agent coming here. You have to pick when they're there. And if next year comes and let's say lightning strikes, they get number one pick and, and they want one of these guys at the top. And he's leaps and bounds over the guy that they got. Go get him. Right. And that's. That's what's tough when you do a big board or a mock draft. You know, some people watch the draft. A lot of NBA fans, they see, oh, this player has this range, so we'll be able to get him here. You know, at the end of the day, if there's a guy you want, even if it is way too early for you to take him, but that's your guy, you have to do it anyway. And that's what, I, that's what you know, happens in this draft. And the Knicks are in a spot to where that could happen at eight. And it could absolutely happen at 27. I mean, this draft, while there's maybe only one or two guys who have true legitimate superstar potential, that 20 to 45 group is deep. And I think you could interchange any one of them. There are guys that I have ranked probably 20, 25 that if they went 40, if I could go, yeah, I get it. And there's probably a guy that I have in them 30s that if they went 20, I said, all right, you know what? I get it. Yeah. So I think the Knicks, you know, both picks. If there's a guy you want, no matter what his market value appears to be in the media, on NBA.com, you know, who you follow on Twitter, if there's your guy, you got to go get him. Go get him. Period. Yeah, you know, I, I was listening to a, um, a podcast early this um, season with Walt Perrin, the, their new um, scouting director. And uh, even though he was with the Jazz at this point, he saw the depth or the value in this draft between 15 and 45. Now, this is, mm-hmm. you know, from a Jazz perspective, but... As you said, you you think it's from 20 to 45 as well. So I look at a guy like him and, and think that despite, you know, what other boards may have, they, they're going to go with the guy that they like no matter what. Right. Have, have you, um you know, in your circles, have, have you crossed paths with um with Walt Perrin or? Um, I actually have not. I know okay. Matt, you know, Matt talks to <laughs> every team all the time. You know, the, those teams across the league call us and 
call him specifically for for intel that we gather at all these workouts um so i imagine that he has talked to the knicks multiple times uh, i personally have not but you know from what i know about walt knicks fans should be happy and i think i think he's gonna i don't know if i say turn it around because i still think barrett was a really good pick mm-hmm. you know i'm not even though i'm not some diehard knicks fan i don't understand some of the we shouldn't have picked barrett talks i think he's going to be an incredible nba player um so i think him and i'm a big mitch robinson guy as well so nice. you give you you give those two guys with walt as a, as a running start and three really good picks in this draft they're going to be just fine i, I like it man I'm, I'm with you man I'm, I'm definitely with you Derek. all right back to the phones let's go to ohio joe's with us joe what's going on man uh what's going on cp uh first off first and foremost want to uh, say that y'all doing a great job. Um, Bakay, yo, y'all come on here and y'all got great intel and everything every single time. So um, then I want to touch on um, our philosophies about a point guard, right, CP, versus um, getting a guy like a like a Tyrese or, or a guy like a, like a Kyra, right? I love Kyra just because he can score or even like a Cole. Let me, let me go extreme with a Cole. A Cole who can really, really score, right? And then you have that playmaking with maybe like with the system or, um, and, or, or learning and developing that playmaking. But I feel like if we get a guy like Tyrese, I don't really know how well that'll work because we really don't have like a lot, a lot of score playmakers and, and us, a lot of dudes who can drive anyway. And then I wanted to talk about um, the fact about everybody saying this is such a weak draft, right? But if you look at a couple of uh, – Drafts that were looked at to be very weak drafts, like 2011, Ky- Kyrie went one, and then um, it was kind of weak until uh, uh, I believe what who Kimball went nine, and then Clay went 11. I feel like it's it's really pretty much all based on your uh, development and and who you really scout and and like 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 my man's saying, if you feel like that's your dude at eight, you take him. Even even if Kyrie's kind of Talk about being like more in that 14 range. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if that's what we really, really like, I hope that they feel like have that courage or position to be. I got it. I appreciate it. your um your connection was going kind of bad. Um, but Derek, how, how do you stack up this this draft crop compared to previous years? Um, how it looks against the the prospects of next year? What, what do you think about this year's crop? For sure. So, Joe, appreciate you calling in. Great question. I'll try to get all three here. I, I think I got them. So, one, um, you know, I, I agree. You know, it's it's not fair to call this a weak class. It's just not laden with superstars at the top. And that's where you, te- you technically hear that it's weak. But, I mean, 15 to 45 CP, like you said earlier, there's so much value there that to call a weak isn't necessarily fair because it's incredibly deep. It's just the superstars at the top that it's probably lacking right now. Um, secondly, Joe, question about Halliburton. You know, it's a great point. I think Halliburton is the guy that you bring in as a, as a connector and he makes your best players even better. That's why I think you put him with, we have him mocked to Boston. I think you put, if you put him in Phoenix, if you put him in Boston, um, I think he just highlights how good Tatum and Brown and yeah. uh, Booker are because yeah. he makes them better. I think if you're a team who needs to draft a guard who comes in and is the captain and the driver of that offense, that's where I don't know if I would take Halliburton. If you do, you're banking on him putting on some weight and being able to get that free throw rate up and attack the rim uh, in the the paint a little bit more. 
So I just feel like he's more of a connector um, than it is like your driver of the future. And then Joe, your third question about, or your third statement actually about development, I couldn't agree more. Like you just absolutely hit the nail on the head. A lot. We're going to look back at this class in three years and you're going to have people say, oh, this analyst missed this or this mock draft missed here or this team got this right and this wrong. Man, it is as much where a player goes and how he is used in that spot as it is the potential he actually has coming out of the draft. And I think Halliburton, Patrick Williams, Kyra Lewis, R.J. Hampton, um, I think Cassius Stanley, Jaden McDaniels, Precious Achua, like those guys. I think you're uh... – What happened? Might have lost. Keep it rolling. Looks like his, his connection got cut off a little bit, but all good. Uh, what else happened in today's news? Again, Van Fleet. Ian Begley reporting that the Van Fleet rumors of the Knicks preparing an offer north of $20 million. League sources say that's not the case. But um, either way, what do you guys what do you guys think about going after Van Fleet? You know, let me know what you guys think about that. Um, after, you know, the, the Raptors' performance in the bubble, Van Fleet's performance in the bubble, what, what do you guys think about the Knicks going after Van Fleet? I mean, I, I think, you know, the Raptors, from what Ujiri's saying and what Nick Nurse is saying, it seems like, um, you know, Van Fleet is is a priority, is a big-time priority for them. So I, I think it's, it's going to take um, a lot to get him here. And I'm just not sure if I'm, I'm willing to meet that price if I'm the Knicks. Knicks have a lot of options in terms of the point guard that they can go with. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if, if Van Fleet is in is in the cards. All right, we got Derek back. Back from the Matrix. Derek, man, how you feeling, man? I'm, I'm so sorry about that. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. You know, so um, we, we get stuck in the Matrix sometimes, man. No, no hey, you know what? While, while I was trying to refresh, looked over here. We got 1,300 in here watching. We hey, got 1,300 in the chat. Hit that uh, thumbs up button for you boys, Derek. That is the 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 call to action for this show. Is hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're dropping draft intel in here. Let's go. Go ahead, man. Um, let me. I apologize for jumping out. I was answering Joe's last question. What was the last thing you heard? Um, you know what? I forgot, man. I, I was you're I good. was transitioning. I was transitioning, <laughs> trying to keep good. the show running. I, I I completely lost track. But you hey, were talking about Halliburton. You're the pro. I bet it was smooth. So yeah, just take from here. Whatever. Uh, yeah, you I hope so, man. It, it was definitely smooth. All right, let's let's take some more calls. We got thirteen hundred in the chat. Everybody, hit that like button. Let's get these likes up. Um, let's go to Washington Heights. Let's go uptown. Uh, Howie's with us. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Appreciate you guys taking my call. Thanks a lot, bro. Just um, if you're um, on speakerphone, just take it off speakerphone. Yeah, sorry. Is that better? Yep, yep, yep. Much better. Much better. Go ahead with your point, bro. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to um, get you guys' thoughts on Sadiq Bay. I feel like I haven't heard too much about him recently. And also, you know, we have a lot of talks about moving up for LaMelo and things of that nature. What do you think about moving up for Killian Hayes? Uh, Gain in front of the Pistons or Cleveland, for that matter. You try to pick him up. Are you guys high on him or not? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, my guy Will from LI called last week in, in regards to Killian and trading up for him. I haven't heard anything in that regard, you know, from anybody on the Knicks beat that they're that high on him that they would trade up for him or, or to try to leapfrog um, Detroit. It, what, what do you think about, about that, uh, Derek? 
I don't think I don't think trading up to leapfrog is necessarily something you should look for um, or that will likely happen. You know, you never say something's out of the cards, but yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath about it. Um, and Sadiq Bay, uh, you know, is an interesting question. I appreciate you bringing that up, man. So he is probably a late lottery to mid first round talent, uh, you know, six, eight, two fifteen, And I think he has the potential to be an elite role player for a contending team. Um, you know, decent defense, lateral quickness will need a little bit of a, a little bit of work, but he's an awesome spot up shooter, fantastic shooter, uh, you know, big kid, strong, not incredibly explosive, uh, doesn't get downhill very quickly. But again, he just does the little things well from a Knicks perspective uh, in particular, because of picks at eight and 27, I don't necessarily see a world where he ends up in New York. Um, you know, obviously, let's say you trade down from eight and some guys go ahead of you. Again, I don't suggest that. Get the guy you want at eight, maybe higher, but certainly do not go I'm, down. I'm not a fan of trading. Don't, don't do that. Uh, but, you know, if the Knicks love Sadiq Bay, you'll probably have to trade up from 27 to go get him. So while I like him, I think he's got in, uh, the upside to be an incredible role player, not necessarily a best or even second or third best player on a championship team, but I really like him as a prospect. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of trading down either. I, I say if you like a guy at eight, just get him. You know, don't get yeah. cute with it. Just get him. Even though you know Boston with the three picks, and I believe they still have twelve guys on the contract, that could be interesting to see where they go with things. Um, yes, yeah. Boston's Boston's really interesting. Three firsts, I believe one or two seconds. Uh, let's see. Yeah, a second, you know, and a lot of guys under contract. So they're going to have to stash some guys for, yeah. for, for Boston. Looking at Pokusevsky, uh, Balmero, maybe Simonovich in the second round. Um, you know, that, that becomes options because they have plenty of room and we'll need to stash some guys probably. All right, back to the phones. Um, 1372 in the chat. Let's go hit that thumbs up button for you boys. That's uh, That might be a record for tonight. I, I forgot what our record is, but uh, shout out to Harlem Girl Team Hashtag New. Everybody on Team Hashtag New. Salute to you guys. Make sure you guys are also sharing these videos. Very important. Share these videos on the internet, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you guys do your social medias. Share these videos. Let them know this is the number one show for the fans, by the fans. All right, let's go to um, keep it in New York. Vlad is with us. Vlad, how you feeling, man? Peace, fellas. What's going on? Can y'all hear me? Yep loud, yep, loud and clear, bro. How's everything? Cool, cool. CP, what's going on, man? Derek, what's up, man? I'm not hearing nothing about uh, my boy Obi Toppin, man. For some reason, not too sure what's going on. Well, I'm not hearing nothing about that, but how high are you on Obi Toppin? That's my first point. My second point is I'm a big fan of us keeping Frank Nilekina on board. I think that he's going to develop into, like, a great player. I don't want to say great because I know people might go a little crazy off of that, but... I'm still, a, I'm still a believer in Frank. I'm still a believer in Kevin Knox. The other player I wanted to ask you about is uh, Tyrese Maxey. I'm not hearing you say too much about Tyrese. Um, how do you feel about him? What do you think his uh, transition in the league is going to be like? Do you think he's going to become a potential all-star? You can see that these Kentucky guards have been going crazy lately. Um, and then my last two questions is, which player would you recommend that the Knicks stay 100% clearer? Like, who do you feel like they should avoid by any means necessary, it'll be a big regret. Um, and last but not least, who's the player that you feel is the sleeper in the draft that a couple of years down the road we'll all look back and say, yo, how come he didn't go any higher? You know, so um, other than that, man, much love to you guys, man. You know, I'm going to continue tuning in and, um, you know, keep doing your thing, man. 
Take care, guys. Vlad, appreciate it, Vlad. So, um, so like I said in the beginning of the show, I definitely wanted to keep it around the point guards just because we hadn't really gotten in depth on him. But you know, um, what, what's your takes on on Obi there? For sure. So I wrote all these down for you, Vlad. So I'm, yeah, I'm gonna address, Vlad, I'm, I'm gonna address a, everything. Vlad for ran you. him off. He had a number of <laughs> questions, man. He had to get Vlad. It Vlad got me in school in here. I didn't know I was signing <laughs> up for this. <laughs> all right, Vlad. First thing, Obi Toppin. Uh, we at Babcock Hoops, we love Obi Toppin. Um have him right now number four to the Chicago Bulls. In our previous mock, we actually had him number one to Minnesota. I am not totally convinced that Minnesota is going to go Edwards or Ball. Even though they might have the two highest ceilings in the class, I'm not convinced. Um, Toppin would give them a roll target, a guy that, uh, you know, pick and roll, pick and pop. If Towns wanted to play inside, he can go out. Towns wants to be outside, he can go in. Uh, I think it would be an incredible fit there. So we've had him as high as one. We have him at four to Chicago right now. Absolutely love Obi Toppin. Uh, second question, Maxi. <clears throat> so we have him at the end of the first right now. I think ultimately he's going to go in the middle of the first round. And the reason I didn't bring him up as a point guard is because I don't think he is one. Do I think he can play some spot minutes at the one? Yes, but I do not want to label him a point guard. I think he's an undersized two. You know, he's, he's electric. Um, just a gamer. Like, he's an absolute baller. He figures it out. He's a competitor. He's a guy I want on my team, active on defense, gets downhill, finishing at the rim. The shooting is a question mark. Um, didn't shoot a great percentage. The the balance, the footwork, the landing, It's it, the, his lower body, is it's a little funky. Um, but Maxie's a guy that I think can be a really good offensive player in the NBA, a good defensive player as well. Uh, I just didn't listen tonight because I don't think he's a point guard. So that's all. I'm not anti-Maxi, but anyway, just don't think he's a one. Uh, who not to draft and stay away from? Yeah, who, who do you stay clear from? Man. Honestly, because and, and it fits with the topic, I would stay away at least in the first round with one of the two picks. Anybody who's not a guard or compliments your offense. Yeah. I don't, don't draft the defensive heavy. I wouldn't draft somebody that's going to need a whole lot of yeah. development. But but that's why a coral scares me. That's who you guys have at eight at, um, on on the Babcock who's map mock draft. A coral he he scares me with that man. To to be right. honest, to be completely honest, I, I know the defensive intangibles are off the charts, but uh, you know offensively the fit here it, that's tough. Yeah, um, you know a coral he just makes sense, right? He was the best player on our board at that pick. I think he's the best athlete in the class. Defends one to four, just incredibly talented all the way around. Like you said, you're right. The shooting is worrisome right now. But he, similar to Maxi, they're so good at everything else they do. And I trust their work ethic and I trust their ability to get better that I think the shooting will come. Hmm. So I think in a couple of years, we could look back and be like, wow, Coro fell to this because now he's shooting 35%. You know, you've got an incredible player, incredibly talented player in your hands. Um, so I kind of have him and Maxi from a shooting development perspective in the, the same box there. Um, personally, I would, I don't know. I, I would shoot for the five guards, uh, Hayes, Ball, Kyra, Halliburton, and Flynn um, would be my, would be mine. I, I don't think I would uh, kind of reach outside of that, at least in the first round. And then sleeper Vlad for the, for the class. I think Jay Scrub has all the talent in the world. She's going to take some time to develop. He's a sleeper, 6'6", bouncy, 6'10", wingspan. Really nice kid. Enjoyed watching him work out and play fives. 
I think Elijah Hughes from Syracuse is another guy who's not getting the love he deserves. Another 6'6", 215. And the Syracuse offense was just so stagnant at times it killed his efficiency. You know, he was a guy seven seconds left. Hey, Elijah, we need you to bail us out of this possession. Please chuck up a shot for us. And I think it killed some of his numbers. Uh, can get his own shot, shoot at all levels from the floor. Um, those two guys, I think, stand out for me as, you know, in a couple of years, we might look back and say, huh, I don't, I don't know how they fell this far. Yeah. And it's interesting stuff, man. I, I like Maxi, man. He plays with that reckless abandon that, that I, I really like. Even though, again, the numbers aren't there, I just feel like he'll elevate his game, you know, once the yeah. spotlight gets brighter. And also, you know, having to share that backcourt with with Quickly and Hagens and, you know, coming into Kentucky on, on your first year, you know, it's hard to really, you know, gauge how, how right. far these guys are going to go when they got to share the ball with, you know, the rest of the talent on that offense. Right. What I don't what I don't like and CP, no one on here has mentioned, but I see floated a lot is when one Kentucky player does well in a game, all of a sudden all Kentucky prospects become must have guys. (laughs) And I just because you wore the same college jersey, does it change the way you maybe evaluate a little bit? Sure. But when Tyler Hero goes for 30, we're talking. I see stuff about Maxi at X number. Yeah. But when Tyler Hero has a whole bunch of fouls in five minutes. I don't necessarily quiet, read those quiet, people right? saying Max, you should fall. Yeah. So I just think it, you just need to be consistent in the way you watch the game. Um, but like you said, Kentucky have a tendency to some kind, sometimes hide their guys, and the best doesn't necessarily come for them until the pros. Take, take so some, Maxie, take some time. Maxie, I think uh, mid first round, uh, you've you've got a really good player in your hands. Take, take some time. I, I hope that latter point uh, comes to, through for Kevin Knox. <laughs> yep. And, hey, <laughs> Knox. You know, I, un- I understood when they picked him the allure of picking Kevin Knox. You see a, you know, is he six foot nine? Is that what he is? About that. About that. I man. mean, it's the same thing you see in Jaden McDaniels in this class. Mm. Six foot nine, long, lanky, athletic ball handler can shoot a little bit. If it clicks, you've got an incredible player on your hands. So, Knicks fans, please do not give up on Kevin Knox. Uh, uh, I also still love Frank. Holding on my Frank stock. Nick, I know, he's I know it's been Frank, rough. Frank, everybody in the chat, he's Team Frank. <laughs> I know, I know it's been rough, but it's too early to hang it up on somebody. They're just kids. They're still kids, even though they're yeah. paid millions of dollars. They take time to develop. So even if they know it doesn't look good quite yet, don't quit on them. You got some talent here. Def, definitely take some time, man. Um, how how you looking on time, Derek? As you uh, man, as you mentioned. Hey, we, we're pushing 1,400 in the chat. I'll, I'll go as long as y'all 1,400 want to. 1,400 in the chat. Hit that thumbs Close. up button for you, boys. Derek is ready to go. Let's go. Let's get these likes up. How many likes we got in the chat here, TM? Let, let me double check here. Let me see if I'm satisfied. Let's see. 243 likes now. We got to get those likes up. Everybody hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Right this instant. We're going into overtime with Derek from Babcock. Hoops. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. All right. A couple more calls. Let's go to um, let's go to the West Coast. Todd from California checking in. Todd, how you feeling, man? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Good, What's man. What, what, what's your point tonight? Um, I was thinking you guys should do this for the Knicks. You could trade Julius Randle uh, and the twenty seventh pick to Denver for Michael Porter Jr. because Denver seems to like uh, him, but he's not a fit for them because he's not close to up. Then you could take Marcus Howard out of Marquette as an undrafted rookie because he's a shooter. He's got 50-point games in college, and that still leaves you the eighth pick to maybe get the point guard of the future. 
because Michael Porter Jr. is a walking bucket. When they when they played the couple of games without uh, Murray and Jokic, he had a forty point game in the bubble. He had a twenty five point game in the bubble. He is when they turned him loose, he can go. But then they used him as the third option, fourth option, and it really seemed to affect his game. He's a two or three option player. It seems like. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, to be honest, I, they're not going to do that. And I don't think see Denver getting rid of Michael Porter Jr. You know, I pre- I appreciate, you know, the optimism. You, you know what I mean, Derek? You know, Knicks fans, they, they like to uh, they, they like to make the 2K trades and, and get the, the rising star for the for the guy that we can't wait to, to run out of town. But that that's was, not going to happen. I was going to ask, Todd, you know, I appreciate that out there in California where you're cooking with grease right now because yeah. that is a trade that everybody <laughs> in New York would want to do. But here's the thing, Todd. If you got, if you have Michael Porter on your team, and I call you and offer Julius Randle in 27, <laughs> you are, quickly. you are, you are hanging. Boom! Quickly. You have hung up on me before I even finished my sentence. Quick, quickly, so, man. Oh, um, I appreciate it. It would, ha- it would about, take probably like eight and 27 to get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how about how about uh, Marcus Howard? He's another guy. Um, had a good year last year. Not. This past season, season before that, had had an excellent season um, for Marquette, I believe. What, what's your thoughts on Howard? Yeah, Howard's a really interesting one. Uh, another incredible volume shooter. Really good pick-and-roll scorer, pick-and-roll player, offensive driver, uh, just a bucket. You know, can score all over. The, uh, he's 5'11", you know, really little guy. So getting his shot off while he has done it, there are some concerns of how regularly he can do it at the NBA level. We have not mocked him even in a second round quite yet. Uh, I think for us, it's just size and what is his projectability at the NBA level. Wouldn't shock me at all if he did get picked in the middle of the end of the second round because mm-hmm. he has that kind of hot shooting, just quick catch and shoot, catch and fire ability, which teams are going to need. So I, I think undrafted free agent, you know, back into the second, maybe get him a G League or I think a two way might be a stretch on him, but I think he deserves a shot because. Ty, like you said, like the dude can just score, and flamethrowers like that don't come around every year. Need need a bucket, man. They definitely need a bucket. Shout out my guy Iso Zoe. He's a free agent right now. Knicks did him dirty, but uh, we'll see if he if he lands back on his feet. All right, two more calls before we wrap up. Let's go to uh, North Carolina, Los Maine. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up, uh, CP? Dude, how you feeling, man? Good, good hey, much. so uh, I want to ask you. I want to ask you two two things. Um, at thirty eight, if what, how do you feel about the guy um, Sam Merrill out of Utah State? He kind of reminds me of a uh, Tyler Hero a little bit, and the guy uh, Joy Nora out of Louisville. And uh, hey, that's all I got to say. I'm hanging. Um, I'm gonna leave the y'all guys, and I'm listening in. Appreciate it, bro. So Sam Merrill, Utah State, and uh, Jordan Wara. For sure. I didn't catch that Louisville name, so I appreciate that. Hey, if you'll pull up Mer- Merrill's stats for mm-hmm. me from Utah State. Uh, Merrill, again, a guy that's rising for me because when you watch Hero and Duncan Robinson shoot and have success and a drive winning, it you know it makes Sam Merrill, his stock and his value go up. Because mm-hmm. another guy, quick release, shoots off movement. Um, let me just – there there's some shots he hits. Catch, boom, like it's gone, mm-hmm. just like you see Robinson. 41% from three on uh, damn near seven attempts. There we go. Volume. You know, and it's just beautiful mechanics. What does he look like on defense? We don't necessarily know quite yet. 
I am actually working on a project that involves him to kind of measure out his defense a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I am diving in on Merrill as we speak. So he's a name that is growing among some NBA teams and some NBA communities. So he's interesting. 38 may be a bit early for him. But again, if you see him, if Isaiah Joe is gone and you like Sam Merrill, take him because he's a guy that could be and end up just a bucket getter for you. Uh, another one, Jordan Wara from Louisville. Mm -hmm. We actually have him mocked right now 35th to the Kings, so didn't quite make it uh, to 38 to the Knicks there. A big physical kid shooter um not an incredible versatile defender but could probably guard threes and fours because he's big strong you know he's really athletic uh i think he'll he'll be a score for somebody you know six seven two twenty five and can play with three of the four so i like jordan moore as well interesting stuff man um you uh recently went to las vegas uh, Impact Basketball had a uh, prospect workout there. Tell us a little bit about uh, your experience and, and some of your, your observations. For sure. Got to see a lot of basketball out there at Impact. You know, Joe opened the doors to us. We're grateful. Matt and I had a good time. Um, this quick quick two-day trip out there saw, saw a lot of prospects. The guys who really, really raised for me. Uh, so these are videos that Matt and I took of some four-on-fours and some workouts out there. So the first one you saw was Josh Green and Tyrese Halliburton getting some shots up. So saw them shoot, obviously two guys we like, and it was a pleasure to get to see them play basketball out there. Uh, my sell here was on Christian Doolittle from Oklahoma as one of our biggest risers. You know, Doolittle, he, he had to wear so many hats in his four years at OU. He handled the ball, he played the four and five, you know, he's six, seven, two thirty, just a physical kid. And he just can do it all, quite frankly. And we left, he was just shooting lights out. His form is beautiful. There's a clip here actually of him hitting a pull-up shot, a beautiful rotation. And he just is a riser for us. Uh, I really like him, likable kid. Um, so he, he's a guy that we've put in the second round now. And then the other one that we really came away impressed with was Arizona's Zeke Naji. I mean, walked in the gym, he cut his hair from what he'd been playing with. And he walked in and had a wife beater on, just looked humongous. I looked at Matt. I said, who is that? He said, there, that's Zeke Naji." I said, I didn't even recognize him. Mm. He's gotten himself in such good shape that I didn't even recognize him when he walked in the gym. And as you can see, hopefully the clip will run here. Uh, I believe in him as I have for a long time as a shooter. Uh, mm. Comfortable shooting the ball from, from deep. Arizona didn't let him do it that often. But as hopefully you guys can see in the clip here eventually, Najee's comfortable shooting the deep ball. Mm. Uh, pick and pop guy. Maybe some spot up. Um, I think he's comfortably first round for me, likely comfortably a top 25 pick. Great kid, great intel, and just absolutely love everything about Zeke Naji. And I think he's one to keep an eye on. And I think you were saying um, Tyler Bay and Flynn were also there. Malachi Flynn were yeah. also in attendance, right? So Flynn, again, somebody that y'all have heard me talk about here tonight quite a bit. Um, just watching how laser focused he was with everything he did in the gym was awesome. You know, he walked in, no messing around, time to play basketball and just deliberate in his movements, deliberate in how he practices. And that's the stuff that champions are made out of. You know, you don't waste time. You don't waste movement. You're here to win. You're here to do one thing only, and it's get better. And that's what I love from Malachi Flynn. And got to watch Tyler Bay quite a lot uh, as well. Just so bouncy, just electric when he jumps. Uh, can soar above anybody. Uh, six, seven, like big athletic kid. And saw him knock down a couple threes as well in the four on four. So, um Again, a lot of basketball, but those are the guys that yeah. 
you get on the plane, you leave, and those are the ones that really stuck with us. Nice. Good good stuff, man. Definitely appreciate it. And appreciate the patience, yeah. everybody in the chat, man. My fault. A little, little technical difficulties, man. You know, you're running a live show here. Sometimes things happen. But uh, appreciate everybody in the chat, and, and definitely thank you, uh, Derek, for the insight. All right, last call of the night. We're going to go with um, – we're going to go West Coast again. Mike from California. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm here, CP. How are you? How are you, Derek? You know what? I, this is my first time able to get through, and I want to say this. Uh, thank you. And uh, I really enjoy fans TV, Knicks fans TV. I'm in California. I'm originally from New York. But I want to say uh, I love Carol Lewis. I hope he's there at eight. Number 10, I would like us to get the number 10 pick from uh, Phoenix. We carry O'Brien to do that deal, and we can pick up Jalen Smith. But you also have a guy named Je- uh, Perry, Reggie Perry. Nobody's talking about him. Him and Jalen Smith, power forward, sophomores. They can hit outside. They pass. They can dribble. They're strong. And there's another guy named Corey Crisper from Gonzaga. Knockdown shooter. Look at this kid, man. He's six seven, six eight. Can play like possibly three positions. This position is basketball. We need this offense, and they play defense and rebound. So I want to hear your opinions on on these guys because I don't want to miss out on letting people know about Reggie Perry, Corey Crisper, Jalen Smith, and, again, Tyler Lewis, who is the best point guard in the draft. Let's not fool around with these other guys who don't know about whether they're going to do some that. You can actually see Tyler. Tyler's a sophomore, too, and he's the same age as the one and done. Let's get it done. Let's let the Knicks do something big time. Get the guys that can move us forward. Yeah, I'd love to, man. And thanks for the call, Mike. And uh, Derek, you know, there's some speculation. Uh, thank you, Thank you, bro. So there's some speculation, not sure how right. um, how realistic it is, is, is that uh, maybe Phoenix offers Kelly Oubre up in an attempt to to improve their team. Not so sure, but, you know, Knicks fans are always hopeful to, to get back into the draft. But um, uh, Reggie Perry, you know, Reggie Perry, another guy at Mississippi State. What's your thoughts on, on him? So Reggie Perry, another guy that we actually got to see in Las Vegas. I mm. uh, got to see him work out. Big, physical, powerful kid. Uh, NBA-ready body, you know, 6'10", uh, just really, really strong. And again, like Mike said, he's skilled. You know, sometimes he might look look at himself as a three a little bit more than he should, put it down on the deck. It's like, whoa, whoa, Reggie, what are we doing? Mm. Uh, but, again, he's skilled. He's a big kid. It wouldn't shock me if the team invested in him. Uh, we have him comfortably as a second-round pick right now. Uh, another person he said was, oh, Jalen Smith. So Jalen Smith we have right now currently 22 Extended to Denver. Another wide-range player, in my opinion. I think, you know, I've heard rumblings of t- uh, back of the lottery, and I've seen end of the first. And it just comes down to how much you buy his shooting as a bona fide skill. Because he's long, he's athletic, uh, smart kid, can shoot, obviously, I think, as a trail and spot-up three-shooter, he's going to be awesome. My concerns with him are his lower body. Not only do I worry about him being able to hang in the paint over a long period of time, multiple seasons, just getting banged in his lower body. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put him on an island in defense, he's going to get exposed. And I think with Jalen Smith, when you watch him, he has a lot of blocks. A lot of them were recovery mm. when he's able to use his length. On the NBA floor, once you're beat, you're beat, unless you are like the very best. Right. Can Jalen Smith become that? Maybe. And if you think he can, 
then take him high in the first. Absolutely. Uh, but he's got a wide range because of people just worry about the, the physicality of him. But again, the shooting is there and, you know, he's a smart kid. So I, I comfortably first round pick with Jalen Smith. And then Corey Kispert, he actually is going back to school. So, Mike, Corey is actually going back to Gonzaga okay. uh, for another year to try to compete for a title. But, again, a guy that I have built a lot into and um, actually really like as a prospect. So we're on the same page there. Interesting stuff, man. Well, Derek, I, I definitely appreciate the time. This was a, a great session, very productive session. I feel like the fans got a lot out of it. I certainly got a lot out of it, you know, from an education standpoint. Um, so certainly thanks. Thanks for coming on. Let me, um, I'm going to throw the camera over to you. Uh, just let the fans know where they can find you, what you guys have coming up on the horizon and uh, how they can connect in the future. For sure. Uh, I just threw my Twitter link in the chat. So hopefully y'all hit that up if you want to follow me. Um, it's D Murray NBA. And from that account, you can find Matt, Matt Babcock, Babcock Hoops. Again, we're always putting out new draft information. Um, we've got a couple writers. We have a fantastic staff. We're always trying to keep you guys up to date. So thank you for listening to me uh, ramble about the draft. Again, I love nothing more than talking about this. Hopefully y'all Nick fans got something out of this. Um, and love talking point guards. So follow me. More importantly, follow Matt. I'll be on the road here and again in about a week and a half for some more prospects, hopefully looking at guys that we talked about tonight. So hopefully we can show that off to you uh, next week. But CP, man, big things here. Enjoy the show. Y'all do great work. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. And again, thank you so much for having me. 1400 in the chat man we broke the record last week we had around 1200 uh but this is what the fans want man hey Derek, i told you before we went on man i said that this this knicks fan base they are a rabid bunch they are hungry for content hungry for news hungry for insight because they want to make sure that we're making the right decisions as it pertains to this team's future in the draft and so i uh, definitely appreciate you guys with babcock hoops like i said uh we started this year with jason Filippi on the international prospects you guys have missed that make sure you guys go on the channel and check that out then we had matt babcock the founder of babcock hoops on a couple weeks ago as well make sure you check that one out and uh, another blockbuster episode with Derek murray the director of scouting for babcock hoops catch him on twitter at d murray nba my mod should be um throwing it in the chat as well so definitely appreciate you guys remember again this show is available in audio podcast format Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, iHeartRadio, everywhere you can find podcasts on the Knicks Fan TV. So you have no excuse to miss another show. And uh, once again, thanks to all the mods. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Team Hashtag New Replay Gang. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button for you boys before you head out. Uh, let me salute some super chats that came in. Alan Berman, definitely appreciate it. Michael Parker, thank you for the super chat. He says Denver's not giving up on MBJ. We had our shot in the draft. <laughs> That's right. Vlad, appreciate it. He says, much love. Word to Blade Pender Hughes. Thank you, Vlad. Ari in the chat, he says, I would trade Randall 27 and 30 to get, to get 430 to get rid of Randall. And uh, Simma Singh, thanks, thanks for the uh, for the super chat as well, man. So stay tuned for, for further Knicks news. We'll catch up with you guys later on in the week. Derek, thanks again. And uh, we out of here, man. Hit that thumbs up one more time and, and take care, people. Have a great week. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.